0: Confidence cannot be manufactured, all right? The whole fake it till you make it is a whole bunch of nonsense. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. It's smoke and mirrors, all right? There's no rules! Shoot, lower, score! There's one rule! Come
1: on! Welcome back to Franklin Bridge, where we're joined by Franklin Bridge out here. We got about, uh, for those of you listening on the audio... We've got about uh, 100 of our closest friends here at the club. And, man, it's been a fun, fun night so far. So, we've already given away...
0: uh, What have we given away, Scott? Real quick. Uh, We've given away uh, a free 30-minute lesson. We've given away yardage book covers. And we've given away um, Towels. 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 There you go. So,
1: at the end of this episode... We're going to be giving away free lessons for a year, Yep, a custom wedge, and, a, and custom a custom putter. So if you guys are listening on the audio and you guys aren't here on the back porch of Franklin Bridge, man, you're missing out as far as these giveaways I give away
0: Go. free stuff almost every week we do this. Almost every week, I'd say, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, just kind of diving into what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about confidence and how you can
0: gain it immediately. I know I say we're going to do Mythbusters, but let's change it up. Let's change it fun. up. Why
1: not? So we're talking about confidence and I think uh, for everybody who's in the audience, how many of y'all have, have stood over a real real tough shot and been like, oh man, this is a beast here. I don't know if I can hit this three wood into the green from 260.
0: Or this two and a half foot putt into the or, hole. Or yeah, that uh, <laughs> you're playing against your buddies
1: and you got that, yeah, that testy, yeah, yeah, yeah. testy two and a half three footer, right? Yeah. So this episode, we're going to talk a lot about how you can gain confidence in your shot and in your golf game, and how that can really translate to you improving your scores. So, Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'd love to hear from uh, our, we'll call them professional players here, Scott and, or excuse me, Erica and Elijah here, on uh, on how we can. Yeah, you know, Chuck, we'd love to talk to you too, man. Let's
0: bring Chuck. You come here, on right? down, man. Come on.
1: But I'd love to hear their input as well. So, Scott, why don't you kick us off?
0: Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask each of them how they've struggled with confidence and how they've built it. Um, so I'm giving them some time to think about what that is. So they're like, Oh, MythBusters. I don't know how to talk much. Ah, uh, just kidding. Um, so, um, the first thing that needs to happen is we first need to define what confidence is, and then we have to be able to figure out how to get it. Um, so I think most people have an okay definition of confidence, but it's not great. Some of you have been in cracking the code. This is going to be uh, redundant for you. But to me, confidence is this. Scott, uh, what's Cracking the Code first for those uh, <laughs> of you who are not familiar? I'm going to be long-winded. I'm kidding. So Cracking the Code is my winter program we've done. 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 is coming this winter. Um, yeah, so Princess has been in both. Um, where it's a four-month program through the winter, uh, cold, rain. We were in snow this year. Um, it's off-season where we work. workouts, man. It is man. off-season. We, that's right. We were 18, 19 so a couple of times. So... We push you through the winter months so that you're ready in the spring to play. So um, it's kind of an overhaul type program. It's it's a lot of fun. So um, if you like cold. Um, but uh, to me, you have to separate belief from confidence. Belief is if I work at this and I seek out the right resources, I'm going to be able to figure out how to get there. Um, I'm going to be able to do it. So belief is this understanding that's kind of underneath. Like, I'm going to be able to do this. Like, I can learn how to do things. It's amazing what people do. Just like look up YouTube, like humans doing awesome things. Like, people do some incredible stuff. Um, so, first is this understanding belief that I'm going to be able to do it, and not have a timeline. I'm I, like I'm just going to be able to do it. Um, the separate the separate thing from that is confidence. So, confidence cannot be manufactured. All right. The whole make, fake it till you make it is a whole bunch of nonsense. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. It's smoke and mirrors, all right? In fact, people that go with the um, fake it till you make it philosophy become miserable, become difficult to deal with. Uh, they actually get worse at whatever their craft is, uh, very selfish, egotistical. There's a whole bunch of negative character traits and that come along with that. So you cannot fake it till you make it. You'll actually add stress to your life. Don't do that, Um so <coughs> confidence is having done it, knowing that you can and will do it again. So let me say it one more time. So confidence is having done it. And people are like, well, how do I do it? I was like, you do it because you have this understanding that you can do it, and then you try, right? So I'm going to be able to. That's belief. So having done it, knowing that you can and will do it again. The reference from Tuesday night was these people do it immediately, on the first request. I wish y'all could have been there. I wish everybody here could have been there to watch what happened that night. It was absolutely incredible because it's a, this exact experience. They did it immediately and they walk away and discount it. I was like, why can't you do it again? It's like, well, it doesn't happen later. I said, well, hit another one. i called call them on the carpet. Like, hit another one. Do it again. Did it again? I was like, I don't, I don't know what your problem is. You can do this. So having done it, knowing that you can, which I knew they could, so they did it, and will do it again. So, that is confidence. So, in order to have it, you have to first figure out what it is. So, um, who wants to go first? I'm ready. All right. Give her a little more time. Well, I've I been waiting
1: over here. He's been waiting.
2: No, Well, I would even, I would just define it super simply as like confidence is past and present and belief is forward-looking or futuristic-looking. Yeah. Um, A belief is something that you see coming, but you haven't put the work in for it yet. Confidence comes from actually doing that and executing the reps, the time, the blood, the sweat, the tears, all that. Um, So, I mean, that's how I would define it, pretty simply. How do I get it? Um, I'm definitely a high rep kind of guy, um, especially when I'm changing something. It, it's it's definitely something that I adapt very slowly on the golf course. So it's something that I have to put a lot of reps in on the practice facility uh, to, to put myself in the position to feel comfortable enough to do it on the golf course. Um, but really, a, a lot of my biggest successes have been and and we kind of had a, a, a moment like this the other day where I had I had finished up playing and I hit it really poorly and um it, it kind of goes back to what we capped the last podcast off with was like it doesn't matter enough to you to change it uh, until you hit a specific point. And I had just got fed up with it and I told Scott, I was like, Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna black out for about ten minutes, like don't talk to me and and finally pushed it far enough to get it back to where it needed to be. And, and, and so a lot of confidence for me comes almost when you're at your lowest points. Um, and, and that's just because it finally matters enough that you don't want to hit it as bad as you've been hitting it. And you're actually less scared of what the new possibility could be as opposed to what you know your consistent misses. Um, and opening the door for that is is super important in your growth as a player because if, if you continue, you know, a lot of us River Club members, we play here all the time. We don't necessarily venture out into another golf course, which, you know, if Brooks is listening, we don't want you to go play another golf course. But uh, keep coming here. We'll charge a card on file and take care of it that way. But, um, you know, uh, just – Card on, five <laughs> Card on five, Yeah, and I've asked many of you that as well over the last five or six months. But, uh, yeah, just knowing the golf course and knowing where you consistently hit it and being very, very comfortable with those places, um, you know, that is a growth inhibitor, in my opinion. Um, don't be afraid to explore your home track and, and try some different things because there's more of the golf course to see than... You know, the normal places that you hit it off the tee and into the green and in Elijah, the bunker and whatnot.
1: We had a uh, we played today and we also played Monday. We did talking about um, over there on 11. And I kind of I pushed my ball over into that right rough area and uh, hit like what I thought was an amazing wedge shot. And I come around and I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize the green kind of cut in all that much. Tell, tell me yeah. a little bit about that and how that goes into exploring your home course.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, because you did it as well. I yeah, I, I yeah, blocked it
1: pretty good today.
2: <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I Appreciate was talking about it. the wet yeah. shot, you know, making the, me look really the good. Shot up there, in,
1: man. Right. We don't have to talk about how you got there. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, so when you're when you're working through uh, a change, and and specifically for Jack, um, you know, he's kind of undergone. Um, you know, a pretty significant rebuild in the last few weeks after, after some struggles and some equipment changes and, and whatnot. Um, the details don't necessarily matter, but, um, being in a new place because you've been hitting it left a lot. Um, you know, especially over the last couple months that I've played with you and being in an, in an area on the golf course that you, that you haven't been in. And you, you know, you might think, you know, every shot out here, but you don't cause you haven't been everywhere yet. Um, but, um, yeah, what it, what exactly was the question so I can make sure I answer it right? Well, Keep man,
1: we were – uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about how far right I hit it on 11 today, so. Man, so uh, you had to take a drop today. I had to take a drop on – And he had to tell you guys that I had to take a drop. I appreciate <laughs> that.
3: Hey, we all do. We all do.
1: But I, I took a drop on Monday, you took a drop today, but we both hit uh, the same wedge shots and we, we hit it at the flag. The flag was in the front left and we hit it at the flag and we thought like, man, that probably could have been a pretty decent shot. And then we walked around the bunker and realized, oh, like we're in the we're in the fringe here. Thinking you notice that how, that we made you notice a how Jack's
0: including himself in a tour player? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you notice how Jack's including himself in in the, like, we both hit the same shots to the same, right? But, yeah. So, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. no hang, on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. So on this topic of confidence and belief, right? So, like, me my mic. Man. Uh, so, but, like, Jack believes that he can get there and he can continue to get better, and he wants to play with players that are better than him because it makes him better. So he's not afraid of of playing with better players and learning from that experience. So I know I know there's more details to that, but like those little subtle things is part of the reason why Jack was able to break 80 in 15 months. So from having not played the game. So like there's something to that and you need to do that for yourself. Chuck, we did this with you is like I'm a 70s player who's shooting in the 80s, right? I'm working towards that, right? So like and you've shot in the 70s twice this year, right? Three times? Twice awesome. this year. So yeah. So, anywho, finish. Yeah. So, finish your story there, but I want to get. Erica, I think, has some good stuff. Well, we were
1: just talking about exploring the golf course a little bit and the confidence that those specific shots gained, and, and Elijah and I just came to a realization where, man, we've played this track hundreds of times and we found a new shot that we haven't hit on this course and I feel like uh, like Elijah was saying we get in these rhythms of hitting the exact same shot because we know how the hole is played yada yada but um, you know maybe it's beneficial one time to be like man maybe maybe and we can talk about OP VPN and and POA as well but um, figuring out where on the course it might be a different way to play the course that might be beneficial for us And that could be a way to create confidence in hitting different shots, uh, uh, different times that you go through the course. So that's the only reason that I brought that up. But I thought it was super, super important for us.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah, haven't been hitting it right near as often as as today. So it was, yeah, it was uh, a a brand new shot for me. I don't think I've ever hit it into the tall grass right past the the cutout. So, um, yeah.
3: So I think confidence for me was something definitely when I started the game was something that lacked a lot. I didn't quite have the instruction that I needed to until I met Scott. And we worked really hard the last two years to get my swing finally where it was stable enough um, and have the trust in it as well. And I think finally this semester, I finally got the confidence that I needed to to play, um, how I know that I could play. And the part where he says, like, you will, like, you can and will. <clears throat> um, but I also think I had a round that we – I got to play in Arizona this year for a tournament, and I didn't play very well the first two days – or, well, we played 36 the first day um, and didn't play very good those two days. And then the second day I – or, no, it was the second round, excuse me. Um, I started on the back nine halfway, like, 13th hole or something – and played that pretty well, and then got to the front nine where I'd struggled the first round, and I got over. I think I bogeyed the first five holes, and I was on the sixth hole, and I finally was like, "All right, you know that you can do this, and you can finish this. You can finish the round the way that you, that I knew I could." And so I hit a shot up to the green, and I probably had about like forty feet, and I ended up making the putt for birdie and kind of gave me some confidence there to, you know, back to how I knew I could play. Um, And I ended up finishing the last six holes three under to finish the round. Um, (laughs) And so then going into the next day, um, I had a little bit more confidence in myself and I was able to put up a good round um, and I finished the round on the last day, the first on the team. So that was pretty good. That was the end of the season, so that was cool. Um, but I think in terms of confidence is internal as well as it is external. Um, I mean, I think there is a lot of belief in it and knowing that you will do it again, and that if you have done it, and that you if you you can prove to yourself that you can do it again, and just remember the good shots. I think that's a big thing for me. Isn't so much just getting the reps down on the range as it is remembering the shots that I've hit well and knowing that I can hit the shots again. Um, I think that's been a big thing. Um, I have a list on my phone of good shots that I've hit in rounds, um, and to go back and look at them um, and just know that I can do it and will do it again. What about that
0: eagle on the side? <laughs> Yeah, she had her first eagle uh, yesterday on seven. So yeah, woo. Um, and she and she finished under par on that nine. So that yeah, it was it was a thing of
2: beauty for so, sure. Uh, yeah, it was a fun round. I so mean, I, yeah, maybe maybe caddied for a little bit there and talked her through it, but
0: <laughs> she
2: asked if she should go for it, and I said absolutely.
0: So, um, so. One of the things with confidence that you're kind of hearing as a theme here is you have to put the work in. And I can tell you this with Elijah mentioning like, uh, you know, it finally it finally mattered enough to me. And Erica mentioning the same thing. Like I finally said enough is enough. I'm going to do this is you have to get to that point. And I can tell you this. Parents, grandparents, stop doing it for your kids. All right. If you own it, they never will. Stop it. You make my job harder. You make their job harder. You destroy their confidence. you They lose independence. They lose the inability to do it for themselves. They mu- like let it fail. Hank used to tell me this. He said, Scott, sometimes you just got to let it break. Let them embarrass the absolute snot out of themselves. Yeah, and, I can And, definitely be, and be there to pick them up, be there to pick them up and guide them through and let them figure out what they need to do. Like, they're smart. Like, give them the chance to do it, especially as they get older. Now, obviously, when they're a lot younger, it's something that we do with our kids. Like, even little Nora Grace, just a couple months ago, was able to buckle her seat, her seat in the, her car seat for the first time. And so, like, she starts getting frustrated. Like, eh, I was like, it's okay, sweetheart, try again. Try again. I'm not, I'm not going to let her stop until I know she's actually tried as hard as she can. Now, that doesn't mean you stand on the range and keep pushing your kid. That's not what I'm saying. Like, but you have to be able to push yourself to the point. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay out there. Yesterday, Erica's has practiced, and every single week there's one day all of my college players this summer have to practice from 30 minutes before sunrise to 30 minutes after sunset. It's not uncommon for them to play 36 holes, and that's what their day looks like. I'm trying to make the game far more stressful than it actually is when they play. Golf is the worst practice sport on the planet, all right? It is terribly practice. You all suck at practice. So do we as golf professionals. We've done you a poor job and a poor service of showing you how to practice. That's on us, all right? We're trying to change that. If you're you're watching the emails, I've been pushing on that this last month. Like, you have to make your practice harder. Like, practice is already hard. I was like, no, no, no. You need to understand what it means to challenge yourself. Hitting, when you're on the driving range and you hit a ball, you got another one coming right after it. If you're out there on the golf course and you're going over number nine green when the wind's, you know, heavy into your face and the pin's on the front, you get one shot, and then it's a penalty stroke. We've if it, does, it doesn't too, go, if it doesn't go over. So put that stress on yourself when you play.
1: We've talked too about how you know if you've got a difficult shot coming up, some people will be like, and, and I'm guilty of it too. When I when I was first starting as well, being like, man. I got a tough hole here. I'm just gonna grab a, uh, you know, a used ball, like a, a super used ball, out of my bag, because I don't want to waste my new, my new Strixon Diamond. You, you know?
0: already decided you're not gonna do it. You know, sorry. Y- you
1: already decided there when you placed the used ball down that you weren't gonna hit the shot that you're gonna hit. So, put that Strixon Z Star down, that brand new one right out of the sleeve, and hit it. Because if there, if it means more to you, because you're gonna lose that ball. You might just hit it and gain some confidence after that. I've
0: had I've had more students rise to the occasion. Is Ben in here? All right, so so today my juniors had to play uh, Operation thirty six. So they start from twenty five yards, they have to score thirty six or better before they move back. So it's building in this mindset of them to be the ability to shoot par or better and they have to earn their way back. And Ben, after what, seven months of trying to break a hundred yards, finally broke it last week. So 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 today, so today he has to play from 150 yards. Now, if y'all can think about holes four and seven. So on hole four, the 150-yard marker, like there's a lot of room between the water and the green. There's like 80 yards there before you actually get to the green. So the carry is kind of far for, how, how old are you, 13? Yeah, so he's 13. So it's kind of a far carry for him. Well, he dribbles it into the water on four. Now, we go to Seven. All right. Seven from one hundred and fifty yards is almost all carry the full hundred and fifty. Guess guess what he did on seven? He hit it over the water. Okay, so the fact that that there's that's just one example of these times when it happens where the more difficult the situation, the better they perform. And if they fail, they're forced to deal with something within themselves that has to go, can I do this again? One of the things we did with Jack, as a part of him getting better and breaking 80, we would hit additional shots for him to learn different places and like learn how to hit a better shot. And I told Jack, I said, we got to stop hitting the extra shots on the golf course. You've advanced past that. right? If you want to go out and play, one of the things that you need to do is you need to decide, like, hey, is this going to be a learning day where I'm going to play from some uneven lies and, and learn some new shots? Or is this going to be a day I'm actually going to play? No more extra shots. He doesn't take them. I mean, a lot of you have done this, right? Like, you'll hit a mulligan, but you won't take it. Like, I'll, I'll let me hit, hit another one. That's not the way the game is. It's why you go and play in the club championship. And like, I never play this bad. And yeah, you do, because you're taking, you're making it way too easy. You're making it way too easy on yourself. Make it harder. You can do it. Like I started with, you can do things. You can get better. How many of you have improved since starting your instruction journey here? Look at the hands up. That's your work, not mine. I've given you the information. I've given you the tools, but you have to do the work just like you do with your kids in various activities or your parents did with you.
1: I'll kind of share too. one, uh, you know, my last tidbit we'll before we wrap this up one. this episode is um, when I was putting those extra shots down, when I was early in my journey, it was it was really beneficial for me to hit those extra ones, because when I hit a good one. Your brain's able to associate, okay, that was a that was a good shot. Next time if we have this kind of situation, we can repeat that feel. Now, when you take away those extra balls, your brain is forced to understand, well, okay, if I'm gonna hit this, what does a good shot look like? How does good content or excuse me, contact feel? And so when you can put your brain through that exercise before you actually hit the shot, you'd be surprised what the outcomes are. So, so I would we- urge all of you who are on your journey and maybe have hit a lot of those practice balls or haven't quite incorporated those out
0: of your routine to start doing
1: that because it'll really be helpful for
0: you. Two things. One, we love fast play here. It's on the top of our scorecard. If you're going to hit extra shots for the purpose of learning how to hit different shots, play fast, all right? Jack plays on pace when he does this. So play fast, play on pace. Second thing, one of my favorite lines from Hank, and I say this, I switch it up a little bit. He used to say, If you don't see it before you see it, you're never going to see it, all right? If you don't see it before you see it, you're never going to see it. Now, that's strictly visual. I like to think of it as if you don't feel it before you feel it, you'll never feel it. Um, So it's something we've worked on with all three of them up here, and I'm working on. So there's one big mission I want to push before we get to the big announcement. You do not have to get worse before you get better. You just have to get uncomfortable. That's it. I know what I'm doing. I had great teaching and great instruction. It's not because of myself. I wouldn't be able to do what I did and what I can do for all of you if I didn't have Hank. So, and Eddie, you know that too. Hank was a big influencer in the industry. So I'm here because of what he's done for us. And this, like, development, there's a lot of back of the house that has to happen. It's Jack on the podcast. This one's probably put in more hours than... I've definitely more hours than I've paid her for. Uh, So she's put in a ton of work to be able to get to this. So I had a full teaching schedule today, and all this had to get set up, and all that had to get planned ahead of time. So big thanks to Erica for that. Big thanks to Jack for that. And, And the other one is tell everybody about getting better faster. All right? Have them come see me. I want to fix them quick. I don't want them to go to Golf Tech and spend $1,500. I don't want them to go to the guy down the road and like, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend uh, – I'm going to go see this person because they're cheaper. I will save you money, I promise. All right? I will save you dollars. I want you to spend 350 to come see me twice and then go on – instead of spending that $1,000 on that golf package, that means you've got 650 bucks left over. I got my math right that time. All right? you got 650 bucks left over. People go, you know, it's really expensive to go play at Pebble Beach. I just saved you $650. Go to Pebble Beach. All right? Go spend the money on those trips. You don't have to spend a fortune to get better. I have something for everybody coming, and I can't wait to share this next part with you.
1: So let me sign off for those listening on audio right now. And if you want to hear this big announcement, man, you're missing out because you're not going to hear it on this episode. So if you want to see what the big announcement is, I'm sure that it will be on Franklin Bridge's Instagram. That is FranklinBridgeGC on Instagram. Uh, Scott will also probably be announcing it on his Instagram. That's Golf. two S's, two E's. Um, but for those of you who have been listening, thanks so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind going over to Apple Podcast or Spotify and uh, following the podcast and giving us a rating or leaving us a review, if you've gotten any kind of value from this podcast, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, like we talked about on the last podcast, we're about to hit 25,000 plays, which is super huge. Scott and I have done over 130 episodes Please together. download
0: that. Those that are here tonight, yes. please go Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Listen to it. We have lots of great time. it's free i want to give that to you i'm not going to give you stuff that won't work and if it doesn't work come see me i'm happy to answer your question yep 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 i'm learning too love it love it so uh for those of us here on the back porch of franklin bridge all of
1: franklin bridge scott jack erica and elijah up here we will see you on the next one Peace. peace